Welcome to Weirdly Christian, a podcast by Arise Campus Ministry, where a millennial and Gen Zer learn about life by checking out the weirdest news through a spiritual lens. Let's see what we learned this week in our latest episode of Weirdly Christian. My name is Drew Ensign, Ministry Director at Arise Campus Ministry, and we have a new voice that's going to be joining us. I like how the person is waving like this isn't an audio only like <laughs> podcast, right? Like if I wave hard yeah. enough, people can hear me. Uh, I, I think actions speak louder than words. And so I'm waving aggressively, but hi everyone. My name is Abby. I am an 18, I'm waved again. I'm an 18 year old college student currently at Wellesley College. Uh, I met Drew at uh, annual conference last June. And well, I somehow got roped into this and it's going to be awesome. Well, I'll give a little bit of background, not, <laughs> not too much that the whole first episode is background. Maybe, and we'll dive in. Yeah. This will be like background lore for those of you who play video games. You're like, I wonder what the lore of this is. So after annual conference, Amanda, who is Abby's mom, started a group chat with... <laughs> Brett, who's the Virginia Tech campus minister, myself, Abby, and Amanda, and and it's like grown into like this group chat. And I sat back and I thought, huh, who is somebody who gets like my humor style? Who is someone who because Abby and I will laugh about things that I I'm, I'm just going to name it because it's it's our podcast. Yeah. Uh, it goes over Brett and Amanda's head all the time. They will never understand. Yeah, and I'm like, let's let's do this podcast thing because the truth of the matter is, for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge fan of weird news stories. There are so many general weird news stories in the world, and I think there's a lot of good lessons that we can learn in the midst of laughing, of having a good time, of not judging these people, but instead being like, what did we learn from this situation? So, Abby, do you like news, weird news stories? I like, I read way too much news and a lot of it's really depressing. And so reading funny news stories that makes me feel even a little bit better about myself uh, makes me feel good. And so I will take whatever I can get in this really depressing and sad world sometimes, but it's funny. So you got to do it for the bit. Yeah, exactly. So I'm actually the news story that we're going to start things off with. So, you know, when you start like a new program a new series those kinds of things you really have to go out there like right away you have to start strong you have to start with something everyone is talking about or at least knows about and of course we're gonna start with Lauren Boebert getting kicked out of the Beetlejuice musical because I think there's a lot of good lessons and and I, I will say right now we're gonna laugh about this because it's ridiculous the whole situation I, I'm not interested in figuring out what kind of person Lauren Boebert is. I, I think we're, we don't have enough time to do that, nor am I qualified to do that. But Abby, when you first heard the story of, or I, I guess I'll do a quick recap. For those that don't know, Lauren Boebert, who's a MAGA congressional representative from Colorado, was out in Denver and seeing the musical uh, Beetlejuice, I don't want to disparage the musical Beetlejuice. I almost was was like, but seeing the musical Beetle, Beetlejuice and was vaping and being 
loud and singing loud and being inappropriate with her date and all kinds of different things until they got kicked out. And then she was like, well, that's not all true until they released recently surveillance video of all of it. And so it was a mess. And yeah, Abby, when you read this news story, what were your first thoughts? My first thought was, I am not surprised in the slightest. Um, We've seen who she is time and time again. But my second thought was, what is Beetlejuice? Stop it. I I'm sorry. I'm eight. I was born in the year 2005. I have never heard of Beetlejuice and you can blame my mother all you want because it's, you know what? I, I can't be responsible for this because I've never heard of Beetlejuice. What? This is like a cultural phenomenon. Okay. So a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. This is like a, a important movie. It had, Winona Ryder in it, uh, Michael Keaton, and, and before because I see it in your eyes, not no one else can see it. But you're about to ask me who those people are, right? <laughs> yeah. I am. I don't know. Was 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 um was she like with Johnny Depp? Was Winona Ryder with Johnny Depp at some point? Oh, I don't know. See, now my eyes are glazing over, going, I don't know. Uh, okay, I... is in Stranger Things. Okay, She's I've never seen Stranger mom. Things. Oh my gosh. So, I'm two sorry. very different worlds of people. One has taste and stuff, <laughs> me, and then there's Abby. Uh, so okay, Abby. but to be fair, I love watching the worst stuff like this video of Lauren Boebert because the world is just so depressing sometimes that sometimes you need to turn your brain off. I'm so give, I'm not going to watch good television. Well, oh, this is actually a movie. So I'm going to give you oh. and it was a cartoon, a Saturday morning cartoon. So oh. I'm going to give you a 60-second synopsis of Beetlejuice, which, okay. sure, you could have looked up ahead of time on Wikipedia. and But it, this makes for a better podcast. So, and listen, you can leave a review. You can comment on things and let people know. I, I think that this is going to happen a lot. I'm 38 years old. I was barely alive when Beetlejuice was made. But Beetlejuice is a spirit that uh, causes mischief and trouble. And he, uh, if you say his name three times, so Beetlejuice, 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 he'll show up and it's showtime. And what that means is he causes all kinds of distractions. He tries to marry a child um, in the movie. Yeah. There are sandworms that eat the, the dead. And so I, what really ends up happening is this couple dies, new people move into their home. Uh, Winona Ryder's character is the child who, I, I would say like teenager, that is a part of that family. And she can see the ghost, but the ghosts, but no one else can. So they tried to, the ghosts are trying to get the humans to leave, the alive humans to leave. And the family is trying to get the ghosts to leave. They don't understand what's happening. And so the the dead fam- the dead couple calls Beetlejuice to scare them away, but things get out of hand. And so they band together and they defeat Beetlejuice. And they learn that, yes, the living and the dead can live together in harmony. That is the so, point. Of so it's a feel-good story, but Beetlejuice is like causing chaos everywhere. 
Yes, and he ends up being the antagonist in the story that brings the other characters together. Okay, so I feel like I would most resonate with Beetlejuice. Yes. That's that's good to know. It's in that story, you're like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like, and you've already said his name three times, so I really hope he appears and can come and give his own commentary. But, I, I mean, I feel like causing chaos is just way more fun than sitting around and waiting for it to happen. So might as well cause it yourself. And I feel like that's kind of what Lauren Boebert does in the Daily on Congress. I mean, she, she's <laughs> so, there for the bit. So wait a minute. Breaking news. Lauren <laughs> Boebert is Beetlejuice. That's, that's, you heard here first, guys. There you go. Well, you know, so it's a weird story. Certainly Lauren Boebert comes in, causes a scene, causes a distraction, all kinds of chaos. Everyone bands together in the whole theater and once... Lauren Bober gone eventually in the middle of the second act, she gets kicked out. And as I was sitting here reading the story, I was like, what in the world was she thinking? Like to vape to, and apparently vaping in front of a pregnant person who asked her to stop. And she said, sorry, it's something to the effect of, I'm sorry, you're such a sad human being, like really dismissive and hurtful and you know it's just like oh but then i started thinking about abby and i'm like maybe i don't do those things it's not typical saturday night for me there are lots of times where i don't do i I don't represent myself very well or represent those i care about very well especially when i'm driving in a car so i am not maybe sometimes the the kindest driver so you're really bad road rage not really bad, but like in my mind, like I'll be like idiot, right? Like or like you know, maybe maybe I use my horn. Is uh, is that different from your everyday life? Because I feel like you're already like that when you aren't driving. I mean, could be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abby Hughes met me for one week and through a couple of text message chains where I just basically spam Gibson the whole entire like the chat <laughs> as judged me as an angry uh, an angry person. I, I feel like I'm correct here, so I'll stand by that. Do you ever find yourself acting in a way that maybe is like, huh, I could have done better there? Well, as a chronic overthinker, I think I, everything I do is like that. Absolutely everything. And so it's hard for me to differentiate when I actually mess up versus when I am just crazy. Um, and well, not crazy, but just constantly overthinking things. But yeah, I mean, I think there are constantly times when I fall short, when, you know, I'm tired and I say something I regret. But I also think it's this challenging dichotomy that we have to compare to where our public officials, which Lauren Boebert is one, she is a representative, um, where we hold them to a higher standard, but we also understand that they are human too. Like she just became a grandma. And that's, I I have to imagine that that's tough um, and I have to have some kind of empathy, but also she's representing a bunch of people in Congress and is taking their interest into Congress. And sometimes it's hard when she isn't delivering like she should be for her constituents. And that's just a tough, a tough two things that we have to figure out how to balance. Yeah. Definitely. And I, 
And I, I would sit there again, laughing about this situation, feeling bad for the poor, you know, people around her who are trying to Absolutely. figure out what to do, all this kind of thing. And I, again, it just makes me always wonder, like, you know, what are we doing in our own public life, right? Because the truth of the matter is, all of us, to a certain extent, are not hold influence and power around people, right? Like we have the ability to make people feel a certain way or to experience a certain thing. And certainly as Christians, people have used Christianity in a public way, in very nasty and very uh, evil ways, I would say. And so mm-hmm. it makes me think of this whole idea of like, you know, what 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 is our public witness? And not that we're responsible for all of Christianity and all the things, but when we go out into spaces and places and be able to share with people like, hey, this is a part of who I am. Like that matters in the way we act. And I think sometimes we forget that. And or we say, well, I'm not like those people. So I'm just going to remain quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the people around Lauren Boebert wish more people were like, hey, this is really a problem, please. Somebody please help us out. And instead of other people getting involved, you know, everybody tried to placate the situation instead of making a scene and it was really like the second act where it was like, no, we we just can't do this anymore. And I think that that's some way Christianity there. I think our society is saying, hey, these people, not helpful, like really doing harm to uh, LGBTQ rights, trans rights, to women's rights, to uh, racism, you know, to being anti-racist. And, you know, they're doing harm to all these different things, to ableism, you know, like all these things are, are continuing to pop up and Christianity often seems like we're on the wrong side of these things. Like that we are, are supporting racism, that we are supporting homophobia and all the things. And for those of us like you and I, who, and others who care about this stuff, we have to be able to speak up and say, actually, no, uh, this is not accurate. Yeah, and it's especially challenging because Lauren Boebert is one of the exact people who uses Christianity to get her whatever she wants, which is oftentimes oppressing, historically oppressed communities um, and advocating for marginalized people to continue to be marginalized in Congress. And it is incredibly frustrating, but I would love to see somebody representing that district that is genuinely helpful to the people of those districts. Absolutely. And this actually, as we're getting ready to wrap up and think through final thoughts, it made me think of this verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, where it talks about God reconciling and calling us to reconcile the world. Uh, not in a you're a terrible people, but just like bringing people together and bringing people closer to God and to the love of God. But it says we are Christ's ambassador. As though Christ were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And that means a whole bunch of things. It means that, you know, different groups are, you know, the marginalized are reconciled to the oppressors and the oppressors make reparations and stop oppressing people. And it means that we can just all kind of come together. So I am reading the story, remembering the fact that ultimately I am an ambassador of who I want to be, my values of the people around me, the people that I care about. And ultimately, will I serve? Um, will, I, will I serve that love and demonstrate that love to everybody? Me, unlike Representative Bober. Yeah. Womp womp. Any last thoughts, Abby? Um. Well, womp womp is one of my general thoughts about most things. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's one of second Corinthians points out one of the hardest things that we have to deal with, which is learning how to reconcile with all of those, including the oppressors. And it's just, is one of the most challenging things is Christians who are seeking to build a more just and mended creation. It's, it's hard to think about that, but it's important to think about that. And so we'll have to keep on considering that, especially as we continue on with these funny news stories, um, because there are a lot of people who we fundamentally don't agree with, but we have to reconcile with because we are ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. And truth of the matter is that's not the role of uh, those who are oppressed. That's the role yeah. of those who are allies calling the oppressors in the system to make amends and to, and to stop doing harm and so thank you everybody for listening to this first weird news uh, this tangent of arisen uh i'm so thankful abby was able to join us abby do you have any place where people can find you oh, follow me on instagram at abby k garber <laughs> friends go and follow abby on instagram and follow us at arise gmu and until next time stay weird you christians should be canceled for that that's corny but i like it <laughs> this is the one time i support cancel culture <laughs> everybody go cancel drew oh stay weird bye <laughs>